back to the Coffee and Bible Time podcast. For those that may be listening for the first time, our podcast is an offshoot from our main platform, YouTube. Our channel is called Coffee and Bible Time, where our goal is to help people delight in God's Word. We also have a website and storefront with Bible studies, prayer journals, courses, and more. Before we get started, a word from this week's sponsors. I'm Mentor Mama, and today we are going to be talking about how walking with Jesus can heal wounds and lead to redemption. You know, from the beginning, God has used people with backgrounds that are tough to bear and filled with hurt. He brings people out of impossible situations to bring glory to his name and tasks us with sharing our stories of redemption with others who are hurting and who desperately need a savior. People that we might call call a lost cause, God calls them to change the lives of others for good and advance his kingdom. Our guest today, Ben Fuller, has a similar testimony. From generational iniquities and addictions, to a rising country singer and songwriter, Ben's story is one that is filled with hope, mercy, and grace. Ben Fuller is one of country music's newest artists. In 2022, Ben was busy touring with Grammy Award winner Zach Williams and performing at prisons to share his message of hope. As a Southern Vermont farm boy, his character was sharpened by the value of hard family work, but sometimes maybe a little too hard. He picked up a love of country music while working the farm with his father, but grappled with the harsh atmosphere of his upbringing with drugs and alcohol. After losing a friend to these struggles, he knew he needed to make a change. He moved to Nashville for a fresh start and dedicated his life and music to the Lord to help others find their own path to transformation. Please welcome Ben. Hey. <laughs> oh, it's such How? a joy to have you with us today. Oh, I'm so excited so to talk to you and I have to say, I'm so hooked on your song, Who I Am. <laughs> so Thank you. It's, it's just, it's so inspirational. It's the title of your album, and I know we're going to get to that. But first, I just want to rewind a little bit and have you tell us about who you were. Mm. Wow. Yeah, that's good. Um, I, you know, it's funny. I had to going through all this stuff, looking back now, um, it's really amazing to see what God, um, allowed me to go through. And, you know, I, I resonate a lot with Peter, but I also resonate more with Job. And I feel like, um, there were certain things that, um, God allowed me to endure and go through in order to become, um, who I am today. Um, and so it's just amazing how that song, Who I Am, has has really um, just taken on more and more and more molds as, I, as I'm like, oh my goodness, he was there then too. He was there then also. Um, so yeah, 
growing up in Vermont, I mean, Vermont's 2% Christian. And, um, I did the name of Jesus was a swear word in my mouth. And, um, you know, just generationally passed down. We didn't go to church. Um, that was one of the things that, um, you know, if you don't know, you don't know. And so we didn't know. And so Mm -hmm. I, you know, I just grew up regular and, and, trying and working and striving and like work was um, work was the most important thing. You know, you had to work to survive, to get through. And um, so it was tough, you know, just uh, my dad was a very um, really sweet man, but also very, very quiet. And so he, he held back a lot of emotions. He was very reserved in things. And so we would get into a lot of arguments and stuff and he wouldn't know how to necessarily navigate those. And so that just led to a lot of um, angst between us. And so we just, we butt heads a lot. Um, And he never really, you know, he never really told me that he loved me. Mm -hmm. And so there was a lot of moments that I felt like, um, yeah, I just, I wanted to belong. I wanted to feel like I was, I was loved and, um, it was a tough relationship. So, you know, 16 years old, um, uh, I came very close to committing suicide Mm. and, um, I had just run out of, you know, I was just tired of fighting, tired of arguing. Um, and again, I had it all together on the outside, but on the inside, I just was like empty. I was, I was completely empty. Um, 18 years old. I made it through that situation and um you know saw my life flash before my eyes and and I just I couldn't pull the trigger because it was like I didn't want my mom to find me I didn't want you know mm-hmm. um I I could like see all these things that it would affect other people's lives and I just it scared me and mm-hmm. um 18 years old cocaine alcohol sex all the things I got introduced to um and I was like wow I can, I can, um, numb the pain. I can run the other way. Um, I don't have to deal with this. And, um, so I, you know, for nearly 17 years used and, um, just recreationally whenever I wanted to, I could put it down and pick it up. Not once did I ever consider myself an addict because addicts were bad people. Um, and, uh, I had control. And so I could, I, I I'm good. I, I didn't need to use next weekend, but I could the weekend after that because I wanted to, um, until fast forward, uh, 2017, um, Ryan, my best friend, Ryan, um, his mom found him in his house and, uh, he had overdosed, um, and fentanyl took his life. Oh, so um, yeah. And so I, you know, that's just been a really hard thing. Um, I'm coming from his house, uh, right now as we speak. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, I stayed there, uh, in Vermont for the holidays. Um, you know, it's been five years this, this past December, it's been five years since mm-hmm. he's been, he's been dead. And, um, yeah, it's, it's bittersweet. It's always bittersweet leaving there. Um, so there's always a lot of emotions and, you know, why, um, a lot of whys and stuff. But so I, I moved to Nashville in, in 2018 
um, for country music, like you said. Um, I started writing. I started this this explosion of um, songs and writing. Uh, I had picked up guitar in college. And so I never really did much with it except for play campfires and be silly, you know, and use it to get girls. And that, that was like my thing. <laughs> That was my thing growing up, you know, and then, um, so I put it down for a while, but all of a sudden, like the inside of me just was, I was so crippled with Ryan's death and, um, I needed an, an exit strategy to, to get all this stuff out. And I started writing like crazy and, um, I started performing and, um, playing, playing, playing out and just singing because singing for me was always a, a release and so very soon I started hearing from people that I should go to Nashville and try my, try my, try my luck down there, you know, and, and like everybody else, all these amazing singer songwriters that go to Nashville and, um, God had other plans for my life. And, uh, and he met me there, um, in 2019. And, um, I think he knew exactly what he was doing because who knows if I'd have made it through COVID. Um, but I was at an all time low, you know, I was just, I was drinking every day. I was drinking and driving from Broadway to, to uh, cool Springs where I lived. And, um, I had just run out. I just run out of, I just run out of, run out of gas, if mm-hmm. you will. And, um, God used a family from Vermont, mm-hmm. um, which is so crazy that he moved a year and a half before I even got there. And they called me up one day. It was the fall of of 2019. And they said, uh, Ben, do you want to come over for dinner? Like, we're sorry. We haven't gotten in touch with you. Um, you know, I, I had met them a couple of times in Vermont. And so I knew of them. I didn't know them that well. Uh, and I said, sure. I, I mean, I don't turn food down. So, <laughs> uh, so you know. Wink, wink, right? You know, anyhow, yeah. the food is just, I'm all about it. So, and so God used this amazing meal. And um, at the end of the meal, they asked me if I'd like to go to church with them in the morning. It was a Saturday night. And uh, I, I said yes with my mouth full, I think, you know, because I was like, <laughs> I owe you. I, I owe you guys oh. one for this meal. It's delicious, you know. And uh, yeah. so that following, that following morning, it was a Sunday. It was a beautiful Sunday morning, 930 in the morning. We went to Church of the City in Franklin, Tennessee, and uh, 3,000 people. And I'd never seen anything like it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd never mm-hmm. been a part of anything like it. And uh, I walked in and everybody was just beautiful and smiling and glowing. And I was like, what is this place? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, And all of a sudden I heard uh, the music and it, you know, God used the music to draw me in. And, um, I, I remember walking down the hallway, down another long hallway. And it was like, this building was just so big. And I just, I remember bolting for the auditorium doors, um, because the music was so powerful and I could hear, I could feel the, the bass and the vibration. I just, I, I ran in there anyway. And, I stood in that, in the aisle and, um, a man named, uh, Chris McClarney and, uh, John Reddick, uh, they were both leading worship that day there. And, um, I, I felt the most powerful, 
the spirit of God came mm. over me and I didn't know it, you know, I didn't know anything, but I, I felt like this is the kind of music that I need to sing mm. for the rest of my life. I, mm. I had heard that, like, this is it. You finally found it. Oh. And, um, and I, I gave, I just gave it right there. I just, I just said, Hey, I, the, I don't, I don't know what this is, but I need it. I have to use it. I have to choose it. I have to be it. And, um, I, yeah, I just, I remember almost getting mad, at, like, uh, if this, this, this God they're, they're singing about is so powerful and they like, take away these stupid things I'm dealing with and take away all these, these, these struggles and the addictions and the, you know, the, the, the sex and the alcohol and the everything. And, um, I was completely changed after that first church service. And, um, I went home that night and, um, I just, I remember having this crazy dream and like light and love and Jesus and all these things. I, I woke up in the middle of the night, started writing stuff down. And oh. it was instantly after that church service, did I, I started my writing change, everything changed, like my writing yeah. changed. And, uh, I was drinking like 15 to 17 beers every night. And, um, you know, all of a sudden it went to 10, went to four, went to two over the course of the next couple of months, I just, I lost my appetite for alcohol. Didn't want anything to do with it. Um, same thing with sex. Um, same thing with the cocaine, all the stuff just left, you know, and it was just mm. like, I, I don't want to do this anymore. I was convicted and um, yeah. And I, and I, I remember <laughs> it was probably when I got saved was the most loneliest time of my life, to be honest with you, because I was, I was plugged in at the church and, and, and was serving and was greeting people. I was a greeter and I love greeting people. And, but I honestly was, was pretty alone. Like I would go home at night. Mm -hmm. I, I was pretty scared, you know, and I started diving into the Bible and, um, it was just like, what is this life? And, um, a lot of my friends were like, dude, you're brainwashed, bro. Oh. Like g give it up. Like, this is stupid. Is this, this church mm -hmm. stuff that you're doing? And, uh, so it was a, it was a fight. Like when I, when I gave my life, it was, it was a, it was a fight. Um, November 10th, 2019, I got baptized and, uh, mm. declared to the world, like, Hey, this is it. This is Jesus. And, um, he started sending me these amazing people that, um, are now still in my life and that have mm. been ministering to me since. And so that's kind of the long and short of it, but there was a lot of stuff that happened in between there, but, um, yeah, just, it's, it's amazing. So I'm three and a half, a little over three and a half years, uh, sober and celibate and waiting on the promise of God for my wife. And, um, you know, it's, it is so stinking difficult. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I was just thinking about it this week, even where there's celebration, New Year's. I led worship for New Year's, and um, it is so difficult to deny the world. Um, I continue to struggle with lust. I I continue to struggle in and out with porn, and you know, it's like there there's just I'm just here to be real is what yeah. I'm here to be, and I and mm -hmm. it's like it's one of the most difficult walks that I've ever had. Yeah. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's my favorite. My favorite quote is Johnny cash. Um, being a Christian ain't for sissies. Uh, it takes a real man or woman to live for God. And, um, this has been 
not for sissies. I can tell you that. So I'm just thankful that you're having me on here and yeah, um, just being, being, um, I like to call it like stupid real with people because it just, it takes that, I think, to continue to move forward, you know? Well, and it's just so encouraging. Your authenticity is truly what's going to help someone else. And Mm. I I know, you know, you think about either someone listening to this, if you're going through your own struggles where you're hitting rock bottom, or you have a loved one, a son or a daughter or a brother, sister that's struggling in your story is so encouraging because it shows what God can do. Even when you think it's the absolute possible worst state, he can lift that up and transform that and then start using you. Um, And it's just so incredible. And God's been doing that over and over and over again, all throughout the Bible. And he's Mm -hmm. continues to do that today in our lives as well. So we just, I'm so grateful for you sharing in your story. I want to talk about, um, you know, you mentioned that there were a few people in your life that were really influential. Is there maybe one story um, just about how someone took you under their wing or that really influenced you in, in maybe learning, studying your Bible? Learn what theology is and how to study God within the Bible in course number seven of our In-Depth Bible Study Academy. In this academically built course, you will learn the tools to study God's character and nature within a Bible passage and how to grow closer to God relationally through Bible study. This course titled Theology, Knowing God Through In-Depth Bible Study is packed with teaching lessons, homework, quizzes, and a resource list for personal study. Head to our website, coffeeandbibletime.com, to learn more about the Academy and course number seven today. Use promo code CBT Podcast, that's CBT Podcast, to get 50% off this course right now at coffeeandbibletime.com. Um, you know, I, I think of. Um, <laughs> It's funny. Uh, she, she really has been there for me. And, and I think that this is really cool. Um, and shown me nothing but Jesus since, um, not long after I got saved, but my manager, Crystal, um, you know, she has been a great friend to me. She has been, uh, an example to me, uh, of what it's like, because I'm coming from the side of, Um, I didn't have a lot of friends that were girls that weren't, that I wasn't intimate with. And so it was, you know, coming from that side of things, um, you know, I pushed boundaries and cross lines and all the time. And that was just, that was made normal. That was made perfectly fine of the world. And Mm -hmm. um, Crystal, I had met her in a bar one night and um, I was not long after I'd been saved. And I was not drinking, but I was singing about Jesus in this place. Mm. And uh, it was crazy. And um, I met her uh, after I got off stage and she said, hey, that takes a lot of guts. 
like, wow. And so she had got drugged there from some of her friends that were singing there that night. And it was just such a God, it was such a God moment. And, um, she said, I'm, I'm a believer. I'm from New Hampshire. And I'm like, I'm from Vermont. Like we, we don't, there's no, there's no Jesus up there. There's no, like this, this place is extremely, you know, hard to, and, sh- and we just kind of hit it off and um, mm-hmm. we'd exchange numbers and um, not long after, I would say within a month or within, within two months, um, we had met up and she's like, I feel like I'm supposed to help you. Oh. And I'm like, what do you mean? And she's like, I just, I feel like I'm supposed to help get you plugged into this Christian uh, world and, 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 you know, I'm kind of alone down here too. And so let's, let's try to, let's, let's see what we can do. Let's, let's just try to build some things up. And I was like, okay. And she goes, I think I'm your manager. And I'm like, okay. And, uh, <laughs> she's, she's been, she's been with me now for, um, since then. And so it's, it's, uh, it's just amazing how God, she has been ministering to me and showing me, um, what it's like to have a girl a woman in your life that shows you nothing but Jesus. And that's what crystal has crystal has done that for me. And so, yeah, I'm super thankful for her, um, and everything that she stands for. And, uh, she, she, so anyway, so she's kind of been through all this with me. Um, but I think the coolest story is, um, I wouldn't write with her and I didn't want to cross lines. Right. And, um, I didn't want to, I didn't want to mess it up. I didn't want to mess up the relationship that I had with her. And, um, you know, I know my flesh and I'm like, uh, you know, I just want to keep a distance and keep a safe distance. And, um, I'm always good at oversharing things. And anyway, but the cool, this super cool story is, um, the day that I had wrote, um, who I am with David Spencer, um, I remember coming out of that room and we struggled with, um, the second verse and I shared the second verse with crystal later on. She had asked me how the right went and I shared, shared the second verse with her. And I said, I don't know. It's just not right. It needs something else. It needs something. And she, of course, had moved down to Nashville for songwriting. And, um, she was, she's a really, she is an amazing songwriter. And, uh, so I shared it with her and she goes, do you mind if I take a look, you know, can I, can I play around with it a little? And I was like, uh, you know, and I felt that. And I was like, you know what? Sure. Why, why not? And so she took it home that night, the lyrics and that, I, I don't even know if it might've been that night. She, she had texted me back some words, uh, in the water, take me under, fill my lungs to speak mm-hmm. your wonder. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, wow. I was like, okay. Um, so I shared that with David and David's like, holy smokes. Like, that's amazing. Where, 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 how did you come up? How did you ever? And I was like, crystal. And he's like, wow. And I was like, you know, I've got to give her credit for this song. I've got to, I, I felt it. I just was like, she's, she's part of the song and, and she, those, it's just amazing. And um, so crazy. But I, I believe a couple of years later, she um had got a tattoo on her arm and it says who i am oh 
And the crazy thing is I didn't really ever pay attention to it. And that's not where we got the song idea from. And that's not what I even knew. And she didn't even realize it until later on that when everything clicked, uh, it, it, she went, I've got this tattooed on my arm, like years before. (laughs) And it just was like, it just was such when the song went number one, just like (sighs) all these things were like, you're kidding me. You're kidding me. You're kidding me. And look at God. And so um, I think that that is just anyway, a a cool short story of how, uh, yeah. That God provides someone to kind of, you you know, share this new Christian journey with you and carry you along. And And so she'll send, she'll send prayers. She'll send Bible verses to this day, you know, and that's just what, that's just what she has done um, and encouraging me to continue this walk because it's not easy and we've almost given up several times and I've almost walked away a couple of times. And, um, you know, we've, we've really been through, um, a lot, uh, together, but the, 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 what's kept us together is Jesus. Mm. And, and that, and that's, that's literally, that's, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. He made that connection. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I want to, I want to talk about when you do your live show, Mm. you, you talk a lot about addiction and suicide awareness. And I just wanted you to maybe share with our listeners, like your journey from being able to, you know, those are topics that you really want to talk about to being able to fully express that. And how have you seen doing that at a live show, like, um, helping others? Um, you know, I, uh, I really have no choice. It's, it's on my heart. So, so much every night, um, that I step on a stage, um, and even not just every day, it seems like it's always on my heart to just be the most honest and the most raw and the most real. Um, I will tell you that there was, uh, are coming to mind right now is it, is it, I don't even like to call them shows anymore because it's not a show. Mm. Um, and it's a, for real, I mean, we've been calling them joyful noises. We've, we've been calling them joyful noises. And so we've been making a joyful noise, you know, unto the Lord, but it's like, mm-hmm. it, it's almost like for reals are better or is a better, it's a for real. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. it's like, I'm not, I'm not putting on a show. This, this yeah. is, this is for real. Um, mm-hmm. but there was, there was a night in, um, Massachusetts. I remember I'll never forget. I had spoke, um, and sung the song, other plants and um and spoke about suicide and um how god had other plans for me and that he's got other plans for you too and there was a little boy who was um 16 years old um and uh, at the end of the night he stood in line and uh, he was the very last person that i met and um and he hugged me and he said you know that song other plans and I said, yeah. And he said, um, I was having those thoughts this week. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he just hugged me and I prayed over him. And uh, it was one of the most powerful moments, full circle moments that I'd realized that here I was 35 years old 
and praying over my 16 year old self and realizing that I have the power to, because of what the Holy Spirit has done, to change somebody's life. Mm -hmm. And I realized how powerful that is that you can speak life and change over somebody in the name of Jesus and that they will be changed and that, that, that they have heard something, they've felt something, they've experienced something that night that will change them. And I've, I've been guilty of playing God myself a lot, but I realize now that um, just planting that seed, just, just being there to say, Hey, I've felt that same thing. It's okay. I made it through and you're going to too. It's like he, you know, he just went away. The smile that came, I mean, I'll never forget. And, and uh, he'd been picked on in school, you know, kind of chubby and, and all these things. And I was just like, man, and, and he's, he's walked away with his head lifted a little higher than when he came in. And, um, and then it's up to God, you know, then it's, then it's between him and God um, for the rest of it. So, but I, I, I love that. And we all have that opportunity, yes. you know, yeah. to, to, to speak life and change and love in the name of Jesus over anybody. Yes. And that's, that's just, it's so powerful and they're walking away and sometimes they walk away scratching their head or sometimes they walk away going, I, I don't believe in none of that. I don't believe in none of that. That's not it. And, but I guarantee when that feeling or that moment comes again, where they have that thought, well, what did that, what did he say again? <laughs> what did that, what did that guy pr pray over me? Mm. Maybe I should, what was that? Yeah. I guarantee you're not going to be able to get it out of here. You won't, you won't be able to, it will God, it will come back and it will save you because, because he's with you. Yeah. You know, I think the comments that people write on YouTube are such a great testimony to how God is using your music and music is just such a great platform because it, it, takes it in your mind and it just repeats it over and over in such a beautiful way. And I, I'm looking at a few of the comments here. And um, one person said, I'm a new Christian and I still struggle with my old life. This is such a good song to listen to when I am facing temptation. Thank you. Wow. Um, another person said, we knew Ben before Jesus grabbed him a huge miracle and blessing to see him now. So it's just, uh, I love how um, people are so engaged because the lyrics are so powerful and um, and the music is just so, so catchy. Yeah. Well, I want to um, talk to you about your, the title track in your current single. It talks about being a child of the most high God. What does that line mean to you? Um, you know, I believe God knew it's so funny how I had to really can country music. I had to really put those, you know, it's so funny how I kind of had these dreams about, you know, doing that and, and God and, and talking about those things. And, 
um, that was a life that I'm not living anymore. That was, that was the old Ben. That was the back roads and the beer drinking and the girls and the parties and the, it's just the, the lyrics and all just weren't setting well with me anymore. And so it's, it's so funny how I don't really listen to a whole lot of country music anymore. Um, but I, um, I know that it shaped me, um, into who I am now. And so I think being a child of the most high God, recognizing that, that I am his recognizing that he made me in his image, recognizing that that declaration needed to happen, that that recognition inside of me needed to happen. I needed to say, I'm a child of the most high God. And I needed to repeat that a million times to myself, Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. just to say that I am his and he is mine and we're together. And that's it. My father in heaven is waiting on me. He made me, he knows me, he loves me. He chose me for this. And so, so to, to lean into that, um, is, is it's really, it's, it, for me, it's been life-changing because, um, I'll have to fall back on that every single day. And Hey, I'm a child of the most high God every morning. I mean, since we have to renew Mm -hmm. this, it's a daily renewal and you know that, but it's like, um, I need to say I'm a child of the most high God and he is for me. He's not against me. He's for me. He wants to help me in everything. And that helps discern also when the devil comes for me, because I'll tell you the devil comes for me. um, And when he does, sometimes it is so severe and Mm -hmm. it is so awful um and it is so crazy um and i know that that helps me discern okay yeah this is not from god he wouldn't want me to feel this way yeah and and so that just comes part of that declaration uh for me yeah well what a beautiful statement being a child of the most high god is something that you can really cling to and um is so encouraging when people listen Mm. to it like you said over and over again yeah well before we wrap up a little bit i heard you have plans for a podcast so (laughs) can you tell us about that um you know i do i'm never it's it's funny we talked about um uh, you had mentioned like a Bible app and, and things. And, and I am, you know, to be completely transparent with you. Um, I am not a huge fan of looking up anything to do with Jesus on my phone. Um, and, uh, maybe it's because I associate, you know, um, there's so much awful stuff on social media. There's so much stuff that the devil uses to come after me, on Mm -hmm. social media. And I know that I'm trying to use it, um, for good. I, Mm -hmm. I know that God is turning it for good. And, and so I try my best, um, to get on, uh, and, and do my thing and then get right off. Mm -hmm. Um, because the longer that I'm on there, the longer I scroll the stuff that, you know, stuff pops up that I don't need to see. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and that just gets my head spinning and gets me tempted. And so, um, I believe, uh, the title is going to be off my chest. Um, and this, this podcast Mm. is going to be, um, you know, things that I needed to, and this came about a while back. 
where I just needed to get this off my chest. I needed to tell you guys, I needed to, I needed to talk about this. Um, you know, I had a, um, you know, a crazy conversation the night before, or, um, I was lusting about this, or I was, um, fearing this or, you know, whatever it was, or having second thoughts about continuing this crazy Christian walk. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, yeah, off my chest is going to be, it's going to be real. It's going to be, it's going to be, um, really raw. And I think having some guests that come on that, um, yeah, that, that need to maybe just confess or repent or just, um, just be real and just like, Hey, this has been, this has been bothering me. Like this is, this is a struggle of mine. Um, and I think it's going to be really, really powerful because it's going to mm. show people because I've got a lot of non-Christian friends mm. that um, are still watching, still watching me. But it's going to oh, show yeah. like, oh, this is real. Like Ben is Ben's really struggling with this stuff. So so you mean this doesn't just like he's not just magically like turned into some, you know, uh I'm still, no, I'm still Ben. I'm still, still flesh. I'm still sure. alive. I'm still yep. right here, but I have a promise. I have a father in heaven. Mm -hmm. I have a savior that I can lean back on, that I can fall to, that I can crawl. Cause a lot of times for me, it's crawling to the cross. It's crawling back to the feet of Jesus and saying, I, I messed up. I messed up. I had this. I dealt with this. I wanted this. And Lord, I'm sorry. I'm here. And he mm -hmm. receives me every single time Yes, with his arms wide open. He says, come back. I know. Yes. Completely forgiven. Yes. I love you. Mm. And that's the promise that I had instead of wallowing in the shame and the guilt and yeah. the junk that I did before with no promise of anything. Mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. yeah that's what i think off my chest is going to be so. oh that's so exciting <laughs> well i think yeah. people will really resonate with that awesome yeah. because it Thank is you. so authentic and real well ben how can people find out more information about you and your music and your tour schedule for 2023 wow i'm the worst at uh i'm the worst at plugging myself i can tell you that right now mama <laughs> But uh, I will do, I will, yeah. So Ben Fuller Music, Facebook, um, I'm on there uh, a bunch. Instagram, I think I'm probably the most prevalent on Instagram. Um, and that's just Ben D. Fuller. I think if you type in Ben Fuller in the search bar, um, I should come up on there. And um, yeah, I love being silly. I love being fun. I love um, encouraging um, I love just showing people that I'm not doing well. Um, I love showing people that I'm doing well. And so I think that's just showing people that I'm a regular person is probably the, what I love the most. Yeah. Um, BenFullerOfficial.com is, is the website. And if you go to BenFullerOfficial.com, you'll see there's a tour uh, link. There's all kinds of merch link. There's all kinds of links for stuff to help out. And um March 2nd, Casting Crowns. Crazy. Mark Hall asked me on tour. And so I, uh, I, I, um, I'm just, uh, you know, getting oh. off the tour with Zach, you know, I was on tour with Zach for nearly four months and, um, uh, Zach Williams is an amazing man and he has an amazing team around him. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so I learned some things, I learned all kinds of things being on tour and, um, it's not easy. And, uh, mm-hmm. I think that's one of the, one of the things that I'll say is I have so much respect for, um, all these incredible musicians, um, the men and women that are involved with going out to, to preach and spread the gospel, mm-hmm. um, is not easy. And, um, it's a, it's, it's a lot of work behind the scenes. Um, and so I have the most respect for them that continue this, um, yeah, this, this walk that, that we're, that we're all on. So, well, we will put all the links to all of your contact information in our show notes. That's amazing. And, uh, people will be able to find you. Ben, before we go, we just have a couple of questions we like to ask our guests. Um, let's do it. What is what Bible is your kind of go-to Bible and what translation is it? Um, my, um, I need some more coffee, by the way, I got to get some <laughs> coffee. Here. My, my favorite, my favorite translation is, um, I don't, I honestly don't leave home without a, without a Bible, but I've been reading the passion translation. Mm. And so I, I love, I love new living translation, but I mm-hmm. also love the passion and so I've been just diving in and, um, uh, yeah, it's, it's really spoke to me in a lot of different ways and, and has really just made me melt and go, oh my gosh, that's, that's the way that I feel. I don't really have a, um, I don't know if I, if there's a conventional way to study the Bible or if you just go through all the books or whatever it is, but a lot of times I just find myself asking the Lord, Hey, father, what, what can you show me? Like what, 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 um, what do you want me to know this morning? What, Mm -hmm. what do you want to, to say to me this morning? And, um, it's amazing how many times my life verse, uh, has become, uh, John six is my favorite, but, but to whom else shall we go? Mm -hmm. And, uh, I just have to, I just know that that, that keeps me digging back into that was, you know, um, that was the response, Peter's response to Jesus. And that's just really become my life. Like to whom, to whom else shall we go? I've got no, I've got nobody else. So that keeps me digging in to, um, to this book. So, yeah. Absolutely. Oh. Mm-hmm. Well, do you have any favorite journaling supplies or anything that you like to use to enhance your Bible study experience? Um, I have got, uh, it's funny you talk about journals, but we, I love, um, I just love old journals. I've actually got, I I don't, I don't go. I always have an old journal, like, like kicking around. Um, we actually have, um, I started selling some journals on my webpage because I just enjoy writing so much. I actually, I enjoy, enjoy writing in, in, um, cursive. Mm-hmm. And, um, on the cover, it was like, this is such a big thing for me is, but never stop telling your story. Oh, um, and so it's just, so it's really cute. cool to like journal what, how I'm feeling, but also including verses that, um, can go along with that. And so a lot of times reading a verse will trigger things for me that I'll just have to spew out. Um, and so I think that kind of, yeah, it's sort of almost like a journaling, uh, slash Bible study 
slash um confessional all in all in yeah. one no, <laughs> for I me love that. so yeah i don't i don't necessarily i've it's funny i've tried um doing like devotionals and trying to keep up with the questions and stuff and it's just like i'm just maybe i just have too much of a squirrel brain for that <laughs> and so i'm kind of like eh, i sort of lose I, I lose interest and i'm like now nah, that doesn't and then all of a sudden i'll just but what what I don't lose interest in is asking God to show me, mm. um, a verse and, um, yeah. So I always have a, um, always have a journal, always have, um, yeah, the passion has been my latest oh. for sure, but I definitely don't leave home without a Bible. Um, cool. and, uh, yeah, but I'm we'll always put- cool. I like to write stuff down. We'll definitely include the links to your journals. Those are really, really awesome. Well, what is your last question? What is your favorite app or website for Bible study tools? I know you said you don't go on there a lot. Is Uh, there anything? um, Is there a link to um, a feather pen and and (laughs) like an inkwell on there? No, I, I, you know, I think I don't, I mean, I have, I have, yeah, I really don't have a Bible app, to be honest. I don't spend, like I said, if I'm, if I'm on my phone, it's a phone call, I'm sending a text, or I am being silly on social media, or being myself on social media, and then I'm off. And then it's like, if this is my thing, this Mm. is my, this is, this is my word. It's tangible. I can feel it. I can smell it. I can hold it. Um, and for me, the tangible word of God is everything. And like I said, I try to just stay away from, um, anything to do with, uh, yeah, just spending a lot of time on my phone. Yeah. Yeah. That's good advice probably for all of us. (laughs) Well, I'm, I'm here on it now, but I, I just think for, for those of you that may be struggling or like for, to, to be real with, like for me, um, I just associate there's so much other junk that pops up that gets me in bad places, um, whether it's mm. jealousy, whether it's comparison, mm. yes. um, whatever that is. So just having a tangible, put your phone down, grab a, um, grab a, grab a, grab a Bible. Like there, there's lots of them and they're in every church and you can just, you can just have it. And, um, I don't know for me, it gets me, it, it, it puts me back then it puts me at the feet of Jesus. It's just like, it's right there, uh, in my face. And I feel like with a Bible app, um, the couple that I've tried, um, there's sometimes there's ads that even pop up on there that'll take you other places or, you know, and then for me, it's like, I get a text that comes through and I'm like, Oh, I've got to answer them. Yeah. And so I go on there yeah. and it's, a, it's, it's anyway, phones and social stuff for me is just distraction city. Um, and yeah. I think that just goes because my ADD just gets crazy and oh. um, I'm just like off on the I next could relate. Yeah. Yeah. So <sighs> I, anyway, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not ashamed of it at all, but I, I um, put the phone down and just when it's time to read this, my phone is in another room. And uh, I'm just like, yeah, I'm done. So uh, this Excellent. is the most important. Yeah. I admire your perseverance <laughs> for doing that because it's it's Thank hard. You. Yeah. Oh, it's it's not easy. <laughs> it's, it, it's it's definitely not easy. But I will say, as far as like um, encouragement that comes through on um, my phone, 
Um, I'm, I'm part of a couple of prayer chains and, um, just text like Bible threads that, uh, some friends have and they'll send verses every morning. Um, some mornings I'm annoyed other mornings. I'm like, (laughs) wow. Oh, wow. Did Mm -hmm. I need that this morning? Mm -hmm. So yeah, that, that is definitely helpful. Ben, thank you so much for being here today to to share your very impactful testimony. It's definitely proof that God finds us where we are and uses our lives for his glory. And, And also just to reach others who need to hear the gospel message through our redemption stories. So thank you so much. And for our listeners, check out Ben's latest album release, Who I Am. We will have the link in our show notes. I declare it is phenomenal. You're going to love it. And I'd like to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on the podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you will find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. Lastly, head over to the Coffee and Bible Time website for our prayer journals that will help guide and document your prayer life at coffeeandbibletime.com. Thank you for joining us on our podcast today. We love you all. Have a blessed day. God and the most high gods for me.